Welcome, everyone, to Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. This is your host, Steve Ramona, and I am excited. A lot of marketers out there, but this lady is doing it right, but she's also making people so successful. That's the whole idea. She's serving her clients, and everybody wins. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Steve. Super excited. What's the background? You got into marketing, and why marketing? You know, the competition out there. So why did you jump into this? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I wish I had a glamorous answer for you, but the short of it is, is that I went to school, I was paying my own way. I didn't have a lot of time to experiment or really know what I wanted to do. And I knew I was a good communicator. So I went into communications. And in my very last semester, I had a PR writing class, public relations writing. And my professor had us write about a fictitious event called the Peanut Butter Lovers Reunion. Well, immediately he had my attention. I wasn't sure what I was going to do up until that point, but I knew I liked peanut butter. And so we had to create um, ad copy, a brochure. We had to do, you know, press releases and write TV and radio spots and basically market this entire event. And so I enjoyed that so much that I went on to pursue an internship in advertising in a marketing agency. And that's really how I got my start. Wow. Wow. That's crazy story. That That's, it's glamorous to me because you pulled your, <laughs> where they say, pull your pants up and, and just went for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I didn't live at home once I graduated high school. And so the school kept telling me I had to take an unpaid internship to build character. And I said, I cannot afford to do that. I'm paying real bills. I'm footing the bill for my education. I have to have something paid. And so I sought that opportunity out on my own. They weren't super thrilled about that, but I at least was able to pay my bills while I was getting the experience. I love that because that's that's not abnormal. There's a lot of people. I just talked to a young lady, 24, yesterday that's moving from Florida back to California where I live, and she's stressing out because she doesn't have a job. So I think I've got yeah. her a job and helped her, but that's real stuff that a lot of people are dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in the amount of student debt and all of the other things, I think for me personally, I even started late life later. And that is a part of my story is just having that debt, you know, seven, $800 a month to a kid who just graduated, not even sure if they have the experience to get a real job. You know, it's yeah. quite the conundrum yeah. for a lot of people. So in marketing, what are some of the mistakes people make or the blatant mistakes or most obvious mistakes that people make? Yeah, I think that's a great question. What I see a lot is people always leading with the sale or feeling like, more is more, right? The more we post, the more offers we have, the more assertive we are or more knowledgeable, the better off we'll be. But I think now that's really scaring a lot of people away. Here we're looking post-pandemic where people were really scared to spend money and relationships mattered more than anything. And I think like no trust is becoming increasingly important. That's really hard to break through if you've just been leading with the sale. It's going to be interesting 10 years from now when they hear post-pandemic they're going to, what the heck is Tiffany talking? About? I just came to my head. I'm like, I'm going to put that there in the show because, you know, it's going to be around for 10, 20 years. Um, yeah. That's well said because also pricing and if it's a coach or a service offers, people are yeah. not really good. I've worked with a lot of people on that. Marketing's part of that, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, you have to get your name out there. I think too, there's such a focus now on personal branding. So for the example that I'll give is a real estate agent who maybe jumped on board when the market was really, really great, had put marketing kind of last on their to-do list, 
And now they're in a place where they're saying like, my area is really an oversaturated place to be. Anyone with a real estate license can help a client buy or sell a home. What's so great about what I'm doing? And so then, you know, you're leaning more on that relationship, divulging some personal details, creating a story or narrative around your life and why you picked that profession. Whereas before we were focusing really just on the personal side of things. I think the digital world has taught us to be a little more vulnerable than we've had to in previous times. And that's a great example because here in California, it used to be every home that goes up for sale, those 15,000 real estate agents that could sell it. That's wow. huge competition. So in sure. that, that model, you come in and make them unique. Joe Smith, the realtor, you go, let's find a unique way to put you out there so you catch people's attention, right? Absolutely. I think early on in my business, a handful of my first clients were real estate agents. And I said, what's happening here? You know, they can help people buy or sell a home, but they don't have an idea what to do with marketing. And so I got a little confidence to ask one of my clients down the road. And she said, today's realtors are not marketing people or salespeople. They are people, people, they're relationship people. They have no idea what it takes to actually run a marketing portion of their business. No, that's true. And and, and that's a lot of industries too, but real estate's yeah. a real glaring one because people jump in because of the big payday, you know, I sell a million sure. dollar home. I got a $20,000 check coming in six, seven, whatever time frame that is. But again, and not everybody can do it. And, and let's stay with the real estate uh, agent thought. How many of them don't do marketing at all? Besides an open house, to me, that's not marketing. That's kind of your job. But Yeah, I think generally, generationally, there's a big disparity. I think the people mm. who are maybe closer to retirement age have made it this far, and they're really just hoping for a Hail Mary last bit right, of, of their career. And so now they're increasingly interested in marketing where they maybe haven't done it for the first, you know, 30, 40 years of their career. And people are staying longer. So it's been interesting to see. I would say the majority of kind of the younger people coming into maybe 30s to 40s, most of them have a presence, but they really lack consistency, understanding how often to post, whether they need a website outside of their brokerage, or rather, whether they yeah. need to co-brand, have another logo. And so that's where I kind of come in and say, let's differentiate you, but let's do it in a really thoughtful way so that we can differentiate you from a competition, from the competition in a way that feels really seamless and easy and not overwhelming. Great points. And then of course, the cost of you and selling a home is such a big difference. You know, they spend pennies on you to sell, you know, sell that million dollar home. The return is because the marketing is ongoing, which a lot of agents I've talked to don't realize what you yes. set up for them just keeps going. So they might sell four or five homes in the next six months because of the marketing. Um, yeah. And it, go ahead. I was going to say, it's, it's interesting. I had a coach a while back that she would get asked all the time, as I do, how long am I going to need your services for? And she said very blatantly, how long do you plan to have your doors open for? Because it really is like a business long commitment. And I thought as like blunt and surprising as that was to hear, I thought, well, she's very right. You know, like I think as business ebbs and flows, we think that we could take it or leave it. But really, especially now, it's the thoughtful strategy over time that seems to be the most impactful now. The thing the listeners need to understand, too, you got to put money into your business to make money. And marketing is such a valuable part of your business. If you don't have leads, you don't have marketing, you don't have sales. Those two combine, right? And that's where you come in because you'll bring those leads in. Absolutely. Yeah. And there is another part, too, that maybe makes it a little bit harder of a sell, I think, is that People have 
marketing tools, right? And they're like, well, I can do this, but they haven't made the time to do it. And so they're actually losing money, kind of spinning their wheels or being a little bit paralyzed, analysis paralysis on what tools to use, how to do a logo, how to be different. And really it could be bringing in a lot more income for the time they're spending. I think that's most businesses, as you've alluded to, that we just kind of look at it as how lean can we run and when can we outsource? And that seems to always kind of be the push and pull. Yeah, and the tools are great, but if you don't, like a social media scheduler, if you don't have good messaging, you can put as many posts out there as you want, automate it, but they're not good posts. You're not getting the ROI, not getting the leads. You, you have 40 bucks a month you're paying, it's just going right down the toilet. And that, that's, yeah, and that's also, tough. Go ahead. And I think really, sure, thank you. What makes it really um, hard to maybe read is that people pay so much attention to the outward metric. So yeah. if you went to my business page today, you would see on average, I probably on Facebook get five to 25 likes give or take, depending on what kind of posts I'm getting. But if I look behind the scenes at the insight, if I post a video and it has two likes, I, as a, a regular person, would get very discouraged and stop doing that. But when you pull back the veil and you look at those metrics, some weeks my metrics are up 2,000%, but they aren't outwardly. So I think that's maybe a little bit of a, a gold nugget that will help people is just don't get discouraged by the outward metrics. Really look into your insights and understand your audience better and how they are engaging with the content you're putting out. And that list leads to you being the tester as the marketing guru. Hey, let's try this, test it. Okay, 2000%, okay, that's good messaging. Uh, nothing, that's not good messaging. A lot of people can't do that. They just can't, that's, yeah. that's an expertise, right? That you have. Yeah, absolutely. I just had someone ask yesterday, like, well, should I be posting a static post or a video post? And I'm like, well, let's A-B test it, right? I don't have the answer. You really have to know what your audience likes. Let's look at it. Let's adjust creative. Let's look at the copy. Let's think about how long it should be, what hashtags we're using. So all of that, I think, provided you know some thoughtful insight to her on how to do it forward as we work. Yeah, that's fantastic. Those are such great tips. Audience, this girl is Thank the you. real deal. I say that with a lot of my guests, but it, it's simple like that. But if it's not working for you, reach out to Tiffany and find her and, and get help. Thank you. Here's, here's it's always, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's always really cool when people ask what my favorite part of doing this is. I always say it's the connection between two business owners. It's the spark, the passion that I have for doing what I do, meeting someone from the business world who's equally as passionate. So that would be really cool. And you know what? You just, you just did a great segue. I was just going to talk about the other marketing part that people don't <laughs> talk about is the customer experience. That's marketing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, I would say sadly today, it's the differentiator in doing business. You know, the consumer once upon a time, like in the 40s, maybe through 60s, right? 70s, 80s, the customer was always right. And now we're into this 90s, 2000s, now we're 2023. And it feels more and more like the consumer or the customer is always wrong. Like we're we're fighting this uphill battle to get what we feel is the right thing or the cost effective thing or the impactful thing. And so I think if you focus on the customer experience, it's it's extra felt today. Is that something that you work with with companies as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I could listen. They'll say, well, I can notice in my lead conversion strategy that people tend to drop off like right here. And I want to become a student of what that process looks like. I'm going through it myself. I'm looking at their systems. I'm like, okay, what's my experience as an unbiased person who's just coming in to really break this down? And I'll tell you, sometimes I get heartburn. I'm like, oh, this is it. 
you know, this was not streamlined and it, it kind of turned me away. And so really taking a deep dive and working with clients that are really open to really fixing things. I think that's the difference because a lot of people will say like, I want to pay attention to the customer experience, but the ones who really thrive are the ones who aren't afraid to break things to make them better. Yeah. I love that. And the thing about <laughs> I want to doesn't mean you're succeeding. Want right. to. Is, yeah. It's like, I need Tiffany. I want to, but it ain't happening. And it's yeah. unfortunate because people don't talk about that. I, I talk to manager, restaurant managers all the time. I'll call them over. I just did it last Sunday. And the guy walked over and looked at me and like, uh, sir, how can I help you? What's your name? Felipe. Hey, Felipe. Great wait, waiter. Man, he's always like, man, I thought you were going to say something negative. That's the yeah. other customer experience as a customer. We need to be good to people. I mean, business. Yeah, absolutely. Doing good. I'm yeah, I mean, they say like the ratio of people complaining is way higher than the amount of people complimenting. And so it takes a really consistent customer experience sometimes to get that positive feedback, but it's so worth it. I love that you think about it in the reverse way. If, if someone is good to you, let them know. Yeah, yeah. because it just And let their happen. people know. Yeah, I, yeah. I thank you. It, it's fantastic. What's your favorite marketing tool for businesses or is it customized? Yeah, you know, I... Yeah, I think Canva is a really great tool, especially for like the DIYer who's going into maybe marketing just as a first time giving it a go. I find also like the more experienced Canva users, I mean, you can do so much from there. If you wanted to schedule from there, you could. Um, they have so many brand templates and opportunities. Even as you get like a small team going in your business, I, I still think it's a very known tool that you can hire the right help from a marketing perspective. I think it's taken us very far. You made a good point there too for the DIYers starting out. So it's not too bad for a company starting out, go, hey, I want to try my marketing myself, Tiffany. I'll get back to you. Let me see what I can and maybe make a little bit of money. I, I'm not a big fan of that because I think you start a business, you got to spend money right away. But totally, I, you know, people are very, it, money's important to them. So you're okay sure. with that. Somebody saying that to your business saying, hey, let me try it myself first. Totally. You know, I offer services for the DIYer who just wants an expert eye once in a while, the person who wants to learn it because maybe they are in the lean part of their business and they want to invest, but maybe they're not at a place where they can totally hand it over. So I'll work with virtual assistants, the person themselves, walk them through, show them videos all the way to the person who wants absolute done for you services. And so there's a growth there. So I do meet the DIYer who is now hiring a team who is now on autopilot. And it's really rewarding to see them go from that um, adventurous, right? Just yeah, yeah. dabbling into the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial space to having the guidance and the support to grow with a team is super cool to see full circle. Talk about this too. How much time, I want to say waste, but that's not the right word, that they put into their marketing they're not really good at, where they should be doing things really good, like building partnerships and making sales where you yeah. come in and go, hey, Steve, I'm going to relieve you of this. Talk about that and how you do that. Yeah, that's such a wonderful question. You know, if you think about doing your craft in the way that you do it the best, right? You've invested the education, the resources, you've now become the expert. And then you watch someone who's behind you, it becomes very clear when you're in that industry, when you're in your business and you don't maybe have the marketing background, you may say that you think that you're doing fine. And then six months later, you are at risk closing your business because you thought you were doing okay, but trends have changed. It's very hard to stay an expert on all things marketing. 
So I mean, just constant money. I meet so many clients who I threw a thousand dollars at Facebook ads and I didn't get anything. <laughs> well, no, you know, you put one ad out there and you put all your eggs in that basket. You had no strategy. And I'm so sorry that happened. Same thing, you know, with the website, you may talk to a digital marketer who talked what you needed was something in the middle. So having someone you can trust to provide that guidance, I think saves money in the long run for sure. Yeah. And the little I know about marketing, you would have gone, I'm guessing you answered this, but okay, Steve, you have a thousand dollars. Let's do a hundred dollars on 10 different ads. Let's see which yeah. ones convert, right? Is that kind of how that would be if you took that? Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, a lot of times I'm going back to branding. Someone comes to me and they think they need social media advertising or management help or website help or email marketing help. And then I will ask them, do you like your branding? Do you have a personal brand? And a lot of times they'll say, well, I created that logo by myself when I first started out four years ago. And now it's kind of outdated or it's inconsistent with what's on my social media and what is a personal brand. And so I'm really starting to take people back to the basics and get their brand aligned so that they're set up for success when they go to the social media table, when they go to build a website, when they go to let their list know through marketing and nurturing them, that they are aligned with their message and their consistency and their stories. No, I, I love that. Let's not forget, let's do a shot. You've got me enthralled because all this information, I'm sure the listeners are going, how do I find Tiffany? So how can they find you? Yeah, so my website's moremeaningfulmarketing.com on all the social media networks. My handle is the same there. You can reach out anytime. What do you think you're an expert in when it comes to marketing? Oh, that's such a profound question. And you know, it's hard for people to be the experts of their craft outward, outwardly like that. But I think um, when I chose my business, More Meaningful Marketing, a big part of it was so that I could still pursue my passion of the human interest side of marketing while raising my children. And so I think that for me, it's really finding out what is important to the person. Is it more time? Is it more money? Is it more flexibility? So if you meet the average marketing person, they may say, yeah, we just have to like get all this money in sales for you. Yeah. But what I do is I really, you know, peel back the layers and say, okay, why now? What have you tried already? What's kind of making this your motivation to get this right today? And so you find a lot of times by asking those questions that people want more time with their families or they want to scale their business and they haven't had the resources or they want to meet new people in certain industry areas. And so really listening and finding out what's going to make their business the most meaningful it can be in the season of life they're in. That's brilliant because a lot of marketing companies say, we'll just get you more leads and ROI and you know, think about the person. And I forgot, yeah. and, and and you sold me. If I needed to, <laughs> I'd hire you right now, but I'm going to do this even better. The first four people that reach out to you, Amanda, Amanda, of Tiffany, that's who introduced this. I'm thinking, Amanda, I'm going to give them a $20 Amazon gift card if they mention this podcast. So listeners, reach out to her, do a discovery call or hire her, doesn't matter. I'm going to send you a $20 Amazon gift card. Just tell her that you mentioned the show. She'll get me your email and you guys will get 20 bucks. That's how I put my money. That's really cool. Is. Well, that's awesome, Steve. Good people that can help people. There's a lot of good people out there, but just some people can't help people. I mean, some people, yeah, that's what I want to say. I want to be careful how I say that, but I know you can help somebody. I've already got a real, real time. I'm going to refer you anyways, but I want people to reach out to you because especially with marketing, there's so many out there. They know who you are now. You're all coming from the heart. 
that's who I want to work yeah. with. And you listeners, that's who you want to work with as well. Um, I just did, um, and I'm not supposed to do that anymore. When it comes <laughs> that's to- That's human. Yeah, I know. It's it's why I don't produce it. They come out, they come out, life's a big city. Will you work with a big <laughs> company that's got, you know, sales and a marketing team and, you know, you work with all that whole team that's part of the marketing? Yeah, absolutely. I think especially in kind of corporate environments or that small business model that they may have made hires that maybe don't fit their certain level that they've grown into. So definitely going in there, doing the consultative time, the strategy, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. You know, sales and marketing can be a tough experience to tackle between the teams. People a lot of times will say they're the same thing. And sometimes people in companies believe that they're the same. And sometimes they really believe there's an extreme difference. I found the most synergy when they work together. Yeah, and you're so right. The sales guy goes, marketing, it's a terrible ad. I'm not getting any sales. And the marketing's like, well, you're not selling them. When I get them to you, I hear that all the time. So that's so <laughs> all well the time. Yeah. You know, it's crazy to me. You guys are all on the same team. We're not fighting here. But again, when money's involved in somebody's salary and the company making it, you know, those fears of COVID, the post-pandemic, that's still going on today. Well, yeah, absolutely. Time flew by. <laughs> yes, I'm it did. I, I, this is amazing. Um, I'm going to have you back for part two. I got to bring you back. Totally. Listeners, absolutely. what do you I'll think? Oh, all the listeners said, yes, bring her back. I can hear my listeners, <laughs> kind of. But I want to thank you. You are a blessing. You do it the right way with marketing. And I really appreciate you sharing some nuggets with my audience. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and creating the comfortable place to be able to talk about maybe a more unconventional way to think about this. Yeah, and that's true. One more piece of advice for my audience to help them in their journey. Can you throw that out there? Yeah. So I would say comparison is the biggest thief of joy. Do not compare your middle, your beginning to someone else's middle or end. And not, don't be afraid to evolve. Don't be afraid to change your business. Do that gut check. Still ask yourself if it's serving you, if the marketing is working, if your life feels balanced. And if it's not, don't be afraid to change it up.